0: Hi guys, welcome to the Five Fitness Podcast. Just me again today. Um, I'm starting to lose up. I'm not gonna lie. Um, today, Hey, yeah, I am two days out from my photo shoot. I've been on Slimming World, well, probably about five, six weeks now, I think. Um, well, as I've been on Slimming World, I've been tracking using Sins. Um, some would say unsuccessfully. Um. I think I'm averaging 68 sins over my target of 25 per day for the last six weeks. When I have tracked and when I've tracked calories alongside that, I'm usually about anywhere between two and four hundred below my daily intake. Um and that's just I'm not trying to be that low or anything like that. I'm just that's just how I sit. Um just with work and, and habits and stuff. And I don't have the most diverse of, of diets. Mm. Even when it comes to like takeaways and stuff, I don't really um, don't really come away from the norm. So it's either repeats or Chinese usually. Um, but um, time will tell. Obviously, swimming world had such a huge impact on my weight and um, and how I look at food because yeah. Um, I'm genuinely surprised a lot of people don't come out of something with eating disorder or disordered eating to some extent. Um, The amount of people in the community that you see and um, they're like, oh, I'm back again. It's like, well, it obviously didn't work the first time. Or the third time. There was someone that said they were back for the seventh time. Imagine that. It's mental. Anyway, um, today we're going to be talking about five ways to make your habits stick. Um, So a lot of people like those that that do follow Slimming World or do happen to go and uh, find Slimming World or find a different approach that is just not sustainable. Um, What I'm going to do is I'm going to teach you five easy ways to make the habits and the mindset shifts towards it being sustainable. The issue you've always got with stuff like this is... Like, if you don't want to do it, you will. Um, and if you don't try it, you'll never want to do it. And these things do work. Like, they have research behind them. But you have to actually put them into place. And you have to actually be willing to change something about your life. Whether it's those Sunday night snacks in front of the TV or whatever. Shit like that. Needs to change to some extent. Okay? So the first one. I want to talk about is actually not about putting habits in place as such, but more so, um, creating friction between you and the bad habits. So when you do sit in front of the sofa in front of the TV on the sofa on a night past 8 PM, you do tend to only overeat on certain things. Like I want to say you overeat on, um, pasta, Potatoes, obviously, because if you're on something well, you definitely won't eat over it on them because the are so filling. Nobody can eat a kilo of potatoes. I've only done that twice this week. God. Um, I wonder if there's actually a point where you have to start tracking potatoes. Like, because if they're free and you actually have a kilo, and like I've genuinely had a kilo of potatoes twice this week. Like, at what point do you actually have to start saying, actually, yeah, this is probably not free anymore? Um Anyway, so yeah, you're not going to snack on fruit. You're not going to snack on or over snack on the foods that you perceive as being healthy, those that are going to be highly nutritious, nutritious, highly satiating, and very low calorie dense. So, fruit, veg, like nobody overeats on sugar snap peas, mons, too. People overeat on, eat Haribo giant strawberries, or so eat Domino's, eat crisps, your chips. Um, chocolate ice cream biscuits those kind of things popcorn to an extent and what you need to do to make to make you come away from them is you need to make it harder for those decisions to become easy so one get them out of your house so the easiest way to do that for example would be to online shop and make sure you just don't order them because then you're not even walking down the aisle and if you do go to those shops don't walk down those aisles because then you're not getting the queue to actually buy it and stock it. If you've got kids, I get it. It's different because they've got the rewards. So if you do have kids and you do have those rewards behind, like in the cupboards, try to have them behind or within the same um, eye line as something that you would swap that out for if you were going to pick the healthier choice. So, For example, if you have um, biscuits... You could easily put something like, uh, a, like a fruit, some bananas, some apples in the same cupboard, so that when you do reach for the banana, uh, sorry, when you do reach for the chocolate, you you see the banana. And you say, actually yes, that's the better choice, and then it's on you. You've got the decision to make, and you're creating friction between you and mindlessly grabbing that chocolate. One of the other ways is to, for example, if you're going to sack off training like getting someone to be like a, an accountability partner or a gym partner or something like that, then it's not someone else. It's you and someone else you're letting down rather than just yourself. And um, It gives you the ability. It creates friction between you and the bad habit of not going to the gym or not going for the walk or not waking up early. All those kind of things that you don't want to do. And you need to create this friction, this barrier between you and the, the easiest way for you to, do that is to create the friction. So that's number one. Number two is the complete opposite. So we're looking at a good habit or a habit you've already got in place. um, And we're going to, what we're going to do is a habit stack. So we're going to stack another habit that we want to improve on, on top of that. So this could be water, it could be supplements, it could be protein, it could be literally anything. So you, most people habitually like drive to work or go and commute to work. If you have a gym that's on route, it's a lot easier to go. So you can stack a habit of going to the gym with you driving to work by saying, all right, well, I'm going to drive to work. And then on the way back, the gym's on route. So I've then got to make a decision to either drive past it or actually go to the gym. Um, another one would be putting... Like your protein tub next to the toaster or the kettle or the coffee machine, whatever you pick up first in the morning, like once you're downstairs. And it's a visual cue for you to be like, I ah, yes, I need to make sure I get my protein in today. That could be the same with your supplements. You put them next to the first thing that you have. And then you could even stack that further and be like, all right, well I'm going to have a pint of water when I have my supplements. So you're hitting half a liter of water, your supplements. And you're stacking that on top of something you do habitually anyway. It makes it a lot easier for you to actually have them. And once you start doing this, you'll start to realize that you probably already do it to an extent. And you kind of go through cycles because what I used to do is there's a Costa on the way from between me and the gym. So I used to always come home with a Costa or a Starbucks. Something along those lines. And I actually got out and to have it because I just associated me going to work or me going to the gym with a Starbucks as a reward. And until you stop having a car like I don't have a car now, so it's a lot harder to do that on a bike or when someone's giving you a lift, it's a little bit different. But you can start to stack these positive habits on top of other habits that you already do. And these, usually the habits that you already do are quite neutral, getting dressed, brushing your teeth, like putting the coffee machine on. I have to have all my supplements like in my island, otherwise I won't take them, especially my meds, which is never usually good. Um, thirdly, we've got action implementation. Um, so action implementation is giving yourself the, act- like, the actual intent to implement the action. The action could be literally anything, but the way we say it is we say that I'm going to go to the gym at 5 p.m. after I've been at work. So you're giving yourself the action, you're giving yourself the time, and you're giving yourself a cue before it to actually implement that. The way this works is you essentially give yourself the accountability. You give yourself the time and you give yourself the action. And it's a lot easier because then it's in the diary, it's in your head, you, you're looking at the clock and clocking, like, all right, sweet, I've, I've got 15 minutes before I start off to the gym. Or, all right, I'm sitting down to this meeting. Once I finish this meeting at 5pm, I'm going to go to the gym. And again, you can stack these ha- this habit with another one and be like, all right, well, I'm going to sit in this meeting in my gym clothes because it's on the phone. Or I'm going to make sure my gym clothes are in the car because on the way home, there's the gym and my gym clothes are in there. So It's an excuse to go and I don't have that easy excuse of I don't have my gym stuff so I can't go. That one's a little bit harder to get used to because you kind of need to plan it and most people don't plan the days, let alone weeks, um, let alone when they go to the gym. That's kind of the overall impression that I get from my clients when they first start with me. And it's one of the things that if they did, it's one of the easy wins we can do is when all right, you're going to go to the gym this week. Especially now that it's coming up to that six weeks holidays, it's harder to plan around the kids. So therefore, it should be planned. Uh, Number four, this is probably the most basic of the four. Um, So one, identify the habit you want to bring in. I want to go for a walk every day. All right. And. (laughs) <laughs> this one I just call blunt trauma because it is just repeat it and repeat it and then just repeat it until it's a habit. So the easiest example of this was like during lockdown, during COVID and all, and all that jazz. I used to wake up at like five, six o'clock in the morning because I was used to it. So I was just like, all right, so I'll just go for a walk. And that just became a habit because I just did it every day, even though I hated it by the end of it. And it's almost to the point now where I don't want to go for a walk. If I didn't have heard it, I wouldn't walk anywhere. Purely because it just brings back lockdown memories. So if you want to actually do something, repetition, 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 repetition. Like actually genuinely works. And then the last one, like number five is realism. So this is actually being realistic with, with them. Um, it can take anywhere up to about 266 days um, to implement a habit, and it averages around three to four months, depending on like the um, strength of the habit, shall we say. Like if it's a really difficult habit to implement, like running a 5K every day, it's going to take a long while for that to become a habit, and it's going to take a lot of effort. Whereas brushing your teeth every day is quite an easy habit to get into because you you've probably done it for such a long time now and you've had your parents be like, "Oh yeah, go and brush your teeth those kind of things are a lot easier than running a 5k with it so it takes time so you have to be realistic with these things and like if you decide that you're not going to do it that day you have to then bring in something like you never miss twice because as soon as you start missing twice three times four times five times it like the habit's gone it's like gone somewhere else when we develop any habit all you're all you're doing is you're trying to make your brain travel the path of least resistance unfortunately for it to do that it needs to build that path and this is the groundwork we're putting in now and this is when like people might come up to me and say are you really motivated like i'm not motivated in the slightest i've just got habits in place that make it look like i am Like, I don't want to go and train 50% of the time. Yes, I do it for my mental health. Yes, I do it because I want to look good. Yes, I want to do it because I want to be better at cricket. And yes, I want to do it because, like, I like being able to lift heavy shit. But half the time, I don't want to go. But I've done it so often. And it'd be very, very, very hard for me to not do these habits because I've got action implementation in there already because I plan my training sessions around my clients I have the habit stacking so if I'm at work if I'm at the gym already I might as well train yes it's a lot more difficult doing it in in the studio than it is a different gym because like I don't want to I don't want to work in the same place that I train because you can't differentiate the two but me being there already creates the least friction. I've always got gym clothes. I work in gym clothes, so all these five come from my experiences as well as the research that I that I read and I read books of people that do research. I don't do it all myself because fuck that. Um. So you have to you have to be realistic, and you have to make sure that you're doing these over and over and over and over again. Because that's how the people that you look to who are motivated, the people that you look to who you might think, oh, yeah, they look so good. They move really well. And they talk really positively about their eating habits and their health. Those people have got these things to some degree in place, whether that's by accident or not. But if you can start to do these five, even a little bit, even just sitting down tonight and planning the rest of the week, it makes a huge difference to your week because you've got some kind of accountability to yourself. And you'll look at your calendar be like, oh, yeah, I've got to do that. You won't forget about it. And after a while, it becomes easier. So these are the things that I do with my clients. These are the things I do myself. It's actually one of the easiest things that you can do. It really take much effort because you're just planning, really. Just sitting there and writing ideas down. The actual doing part is always the hardest. So, if you've got any questions, shoot me a shout. Um, I've got a photo shoot tomorrow. Let everybody know how it goes. Sleeping world's obviously gone really well, even though I absolutely hate it. Still, I probably hate it more than I when I first started because I've tried seeing the positives, couldn't find any. And next Monday, so the thirty-first of July, um, I've got a five-day free trial starting. Um, which is all about implementing these habits, changing your mindset, sort of training and, and living to an identity an identity that you want uh, to be, to want to live by, the values that you hold, as well as how to do that, um, which within five days, I can make you feel better. And then I've got the group coaching, the Not Slimming Club Club, which is basically based on... Ripping and Well to shit because it's awful and giving you six weeks of information that will help you and set you up for the rest of your life, hopefully. Um, training, nutrition, mindset, etc. So if you do have any of those l- links on my bio, I will link into the sub stack as well. Um, and I hope you have a great week um, and I will show everybody the pictures when I get them. Will be some surprises in there. Cheers, guys. Have a great week.